0: On this episode of the Fated Golf Podcast, we ring in the new year. We talk about a lot of random stuff, what we're basically doing in the off-season, a little bit about, you know, 2019 PGA Tour. We touch on a couple new drivers coming out, and we sip on some Blantons, because you know what? It's 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. I've got this one about two balls out to the right.
1: I'm telling you, man, it's a speed bump.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of the Faded Golf Podcast. My name is Mark Juleen. I'm here with my man, Mr. Falkenberg. How you doing, John? I'm doing great, Mark. How you doing? Happy. From your
1: little hiatus you've had here for a couple of weeks and myself as well. I know.
0: We have took we took a couple of weeks off. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, I You know, one of the things going into that break, we kind of thought, like, well, maybe we'll try to do an episode and we'll see how it goes, but, you know, you get family time and... Got You took a break down in Florida, and I think it's awesome to take a break from life and, the, I guess, the routines of shit. And so um, I'm actually kind of happy we took a break. We got 13 episodes in. That's like a quarter's worth of activity. And we're, we're on to 2019, man. I mean, rock and roll. Love it. So uh, pretty exciting. Um, year ahead, I think, um, you know, from a golf perspective – well, we're going to get into some pro golf here a little bit and some news, but I obviously the new season's kind of kicked up a little bit. We've actually got we've got this distraction going on in the side while we're while we're recording. We've got a little Sony Open going on. So. That's
1: one thing I do like about January golf is that you can watch. Like our days don't really f- finish until at, you know nine o'clock, 9 o'clock. That's when you can watch a Thursday, Friday.
0: Yep. Round the catch. California swing and yeah. catch
1: and catch a lot of it. The after West Coast 9 o'clock. swing. Yeah. Eight thirty nine o'clock. So I, I do.
0: I like the West Coast swing with the uh, evening golf. Um, there's, there's JT. There's JT. Probably not. Probably not shooting fifty nine today. I'm not really sure. Let's see if we get a little update That's here. What he has there. I wish this was live. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, well, minus, is, two. minus two. Uh, definitely not as good as last year first round. Uh, two bogeys <laughs> mm. hole. I think he had a double in there. Maybe I don't know. So. Um, well, you know, they're, they're showing the big W here, too. It always – so my grandpa – that's a quick sidebar story. My grandfather was like uh, – loved movies or whatever, but his favorite movie was It's a Mad, 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 Mad World or whatever, however – have like you ever 19, seen that? Is that like a 1950s movie? Yeah, it's like a 1956 movie, whatever.
1: They wear a lot of Hawaiian shirts in that movie.
0: There's a lot of Hawaiian shirts and weird pants with pleats and whatever. Who knows? But um, it's, it's the pleats. But you know, it's a it's a funny movie. I remember he like you know made us watch it as kids growing up. Was which it? Is I, funny. I can't recall it. I it, mean, I I've heard of it. It's of it's basically a comedy. Uh, premise of the movie is that uh, there's some criminal. He has three hundred fifty thousand dollars buried under a huge W in Santo, wherever in California or whatever, and uh, he dies on the side of the road. But like a bunch of people stop to like see this car accident because he like dro- drove off a cliff and he tells this group of people that where the money is under the w and whatever and so then it's this huge race and there have been other movies and stuff like that shoot. i think even probably the amazing race is based after it right but like there's been a bunch of movies about this kind of stuff where people like race to go find money well this was like the pioneer of that concept was it's a mad mad it, mad,
1: mad mad world so objectively is it a good movie
0: You know, from what I remember, I think it's entertaining and kind of funny. And there's, it's some of that classic slapstick. You know, I don't know humor of from back in the day. So
1: I I, I like a lot of I like movies. I've tried to watch some old movies before. Mm -hmm. We're kind of skipping off top, but so what? Whatever. So I, what's that number one movie of all time? Citizen Kane. Yeah, I watched it. It's. It's, it's a good movie and it's actually kind of dark yeah. yeah
0: I've never seen it I don't know I mean, I'll take but your word for it
1: but it still like has I don't know what those old style movies they all kind of have like a little bit of cheesy feel for some I don't know what it is It's just it, it, it seems a little less realistic because they're like overacting a lot of times I hear you but watch Citizen Kane it gets number one movie of all time okay in the 50s but the guy's kind of nuts
0: All right. I'll take your word for it. So let's uh, move on from our movie. Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. You don't like my Roger Ebert criticism? No, I'm I'm fine with that. I think we just... Most people like us talking about golf and...
1: So what? We're getting crazy. We're a little loopy. This is the kind of shit we do to pass the time because we can't fucking play golf in India. Yeah,
0: so that'll be the... So today... or Yeah, today we're going to probably talk about what do you do to pass the time. Um, So... Uh, let's get into some pro golf news real quick. So we've got new rules came out, um, some pros. So last week, Dustin Johnson, I think was penalized for some goofy, um, I think he, he hit the wrong ball or something like that. I don't know what the heck the rule was. It wasn't with a drop. No, it wasn't with a drop, uh, but he hit a wrong ball and apparently, it's a two stroke penalty now if you hit or even hit a wrong ball or something of that you, nature. And then you have to go back and like finish the whole if you if he would have finished the round and signed his card, he would have been DQ'd, but apparently he got For a,
1: what? For what he playing it? a wrong ball. So what's the wrong ball? Is it is it so if he like, so pulled out so a he new hit, ball or So something? he hit a
0: ball on hazard. Okay. Okay. And the marshal or whatever was like, Yeah, there it's there and it was a tailor and so he looked at it and it was a tailor made and he hit it. And so then he gets up by the green and he's like, "Oh shit, this isn't my ball." And the the rule with that is that um, none of the strokes count, but it's a two-stroke penalty and you have to go back and basically play. So he not only did he have to take then like a hazard penalty, but then he had to take a two a two-stroke penalty on top of that for playing the wrong ball. It's just it's a new way of I guess penalizing playing they the wrong ball. They both identified it. Um well, he they, he, he said he should have looked at the ball a little bit more in detail. He just saw it was a tailor-made. Anyway, that was the quote. So there, that was one rules thing. They showed, uh, they've showed, they showed some pictures I've seen online and some stuff of people dropping the ball but, from their knee, which is just fucking weird.
1: I mean, that just shows you, like, DJ's a pretty good dude. I mean, you have
0: Marshall it and then... No, I mean, he had to call himself on it. Otherwise, he'd be DQ'd. So, I mean, no one would have known. Probably not. Get a pocket that thing pulled it and knew what the next, next hole nobody would have fucking known, but it would have got a little been, risky. Could you think about out. how much money these guys can make just by making the freaking cut now. But I know, not I think he's gonna be okay, but I mean, what he's I married was, or he's you know, his I kids was. got kids with Gretzky, so right out of his pocket, yep. Um, and then uh, probably the only other thing is Bryson putting with the pin in. I don't think anybody else was putting with the pin in. Um, that they showed or highlighted last week other than maybe some guys were putting with it from a distance or something and maybe they didn't have a caddy tending it or something. I have no idea. But um, that's the way I looked at that rule to me is that now you don't have to freaking tend the pin for me, which is a freaking waste of your time as my playing partner. I can just putt it from across the damn green and just tell you to leave it in.
1: Was there something the rule, though, if it gets caught like wedged it like it still counts like if you just
0: yeah no different than if you were to hole something or chip it in and it got wedged you're fine.
1: Yeah I, I like the pit and roll. We actually when I was down in Florida for the past couple of weeks we played the new rules. Yeah.
0: And did you do the, the out of bounds rule?
1: Yep. Yeah. Did the out of bounds rule. I didn't have to use it luckily. And
0: well you, you drive the ball better right. But I probably would have had to use it.
1: <laughs> well, well there's money. You know there's a lot more hazards but there's houses. But what was nice is like keeping the flag in. Yeah. For long putts, it's great.
0: Yeah. You don't have to have some dude standing there tending it for you or do you want it in? Do you want it out? You just, you fucking go hit your ball. Don't care if it hits the pin. If it goes in, it's probably not going to anyway, but you now, at least it's not a penalty stroke if it does. And a short putt, too. I, I just, yeah. It
1: doesn't bother me to keep it. It doesn't going.
0: bother me either. I think it's kind of goofy that some people will be like. like, I think the scenario that's weird. In that, and they probably didn't think this one through. Is that if somebody was close enough to the hole, meaning like all your playing partners essentially wanted it out, and then Bryson steps up and he's like, I'd actually prefer to have it in, and he's got like the eight footer closer, but the two other playing partners or three other playing partners were further out and they didn't want it in, and like
1: take some more time. That's
0: stupid, but whatever. That Uh, that
1: could end up taking more time because the whole reason is like the time, right? Correct.
0: Want it. I think, I think they wanted it to just not be a penalty. Here's the things, here's the things that I don't, you know, they, they say
1: these rules. Okay, They're so you have now only three minutes to look for a ball. How many times have you seen guys on the tour and like us just playing around actually put somebody on the clock?
0: Never. One, not even on the tour they don't One do, never, and then two, and here's my other issue with this is that these guys, they got marshals everywhere on both sides of the golf course. They got fans looking for golf balls for them. I need my five minutes to look for my freaking ball if I hit it in the shit because I don't have fans and marshals that saw it go down and have been been looking for it for freaking three or five minutes already for me while I'm walking up. It's different. I agree. It's different. It's totally different. I think it's unfair for the amateur, essentially, to only have three minutes to look for a ball. That being said, a lot of the rules are fine. Speeding up play, but here, People but, here sh-
1: but my whole point yeah. about that, what I was saying, why is that rule less enforced? So, if there's a stroke penalty because you go over the three minutes, yeah, they don't enforce. It's like almost like a speed limit. It's yeah, like it's loosely sense. enforced. It's like that's bullshit. It's in that, in, like you think about that for any other sport that doesn't exist. If a rule is a rule, there's a penalty.
0: Yeah. It's there isn't like a gray area. Like, it, oh, it's 303, so we aren't going to call them on it. But without. they
1: don't even time them. No. They're like, oh, I think maybe in my head, maybe it's getting close, guys. <laughs> it's
0: like the referee as you're getting up to half court and they're doing like the, the arm count for the 10 second rule <laughs> in yeah. basketball. Like, is it really ten seconds or like because nobody's watching the clock? They're like trying to count it down by hand. I'm like, what if they're they a do fast? count? They do count it. Though. They count it pretty good, but no one counts three minutes. No, nobody's gonna count three. I minutes. hate that rule. Anyway, all right. So few rules, but um, so Xander goes and just freaking lights up Gary Woodland's world last week. What what it? What was your uh, reaction? World. I mean, just shatter. Woodland shoots, what, five under on average a day, basically just plays phenomenal golf. Anybody else would be like, wow, dude shoots basically 66 every freaking day and loses the golf tournament? That's crazy.
1: That's crazy. Insane. Crazy. Four rounds in a row. Yeah. In a row.
0: Four rounds in a row. He plays very consistent, really good golf. And then in fuego, Xander, I need to shave Xander Shoffley. Um. just lights it up, 11-under, beats it by a stroke. And
1: the shot that he, the second shot, was that 18 the
0: par he five? He had three eagles. Three. It's <laughs> dumb. He's not like a big deal. he hold out of, what, a 70-yarder. He chipped in for another one, and then, yeah, just had a, just on a rope. Did you see laser. the eagle
1: he missed to basically like stomp on Woodland's heart? Woodland should have forced a playoff, though.
0: I would agree. Did he end up taking par? Yes. On the last hole, yeah, yeah, he didn't even get birdie. No. see, that's bad. Yeah, he should have that. that was he should have forced a playoff. He should have been able to force a playoff. But so is golf, man. So is golf. Um, How old is Gary? He's like only like thirty, I think. Woodland? He's older than that, isn't he? Nah, man, he hasn't been. It's not like all right. We're gonna Google over, this under, shit. Over under. I'm. I'm gonna. You know, You're, take a that? You I'm, take
1: a bet. he's I'm, over thirty? You sure. think over thirty? Oh,
0: yeah. I think he's like thirty on the number. That's my call. Thirty on the I'll number. I'll give you. I'll give you a one year spread. Okay. Thinking thirty on the number. Thirty four. Shit, you were right. Yeah, he was. Normal. I went with that, even though we didn't put a nominal. Damn. Model. I thought he was like thirty on the number.
1: I knew he's approaching thirty five.
0: Huh. Well, what do you know? He's got the same birthday as Alex, my kid.
1: Hey, there you go. There you go. All
0: right. Um, so yeah. So that that happened. He's no six four
1: either. He's not that. Oh no, they
0: have him six one. Yeah, he's that size. Wow.
1: He's got three wins on tour.
0: Oh, he's player man.
1: I'm just looking. Sorry, I get sidetracked. Won the transitions (laughs) championship. What is is that? Is that on there now? Is that on tour? I don't know. The Reno Tahoe Open, which I know, and the Waste Management.
0: Yeah, that's that's legit. Waste management solid. He
1: won that this last year. He did? Okay. Yeah. Hey, good for you, Gary.
0: All right. So so here's 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 my question to you about this stuff. I think as we go into this season. And I, I this is like my gut. You know, we did we've done our buy sell stuff and all that kind of stuff. And we talked about really some of these top golfers who we think, you know, are gonna that have been playing great who played great golf in two thousand eighteen or we buy or sell them for this year. I tell you who I'm buying right now. I'm buying any of these freaking young gunners. Cameron Champs,
1: Xander Shoffleys.
0: I, Andrew Putnam. <laughs> he's not – the. I, I don't know if he's that – how young is he? It, I don't care how young he is. Uh, let's see, he's 31. No, 29. Um, so here's, here's, here's what I'm saying. Doug I Gip. think – I think rounds like what Xander did on Sunday are possible from any of these guys, and I think almost. I think it is so competitive out there right now that any one of these dudes can throw an 11 under in there, an 8 under in there, or whatever, and come from behind and just freaking light shit up. They're that freaking good.
1: That that I've had this. I think we may have talked about this on another podcast, but I'll just throw this question out there again. Would you think that Tiger Woods would be as dominant as he was before now? I don't no. think it's impossible.
0: No. The only reason he won tournament number 80 is because it was a limited field. That I, My point is, is that I think in any given week, full field, it's hard to win on this tour consistently or be like one of these dominating players anymore. Yes, DJ's proven. I think that he can be pretty good week that's in week out. That's why
1: you're a DeChambeau supporter and, and you're buying him you I, five I, times last year, right?
0: I, I tell you what, he's, he's going to be the most, one of the most consistent guys out there. And I think he's got, he's got something that's working for him. Now, I will also say, though, because it's golf, he could completely fall apart. And he could be the first one. He could be the, like the next David Duvall. That just totally disappears. You see in back out. That guy just nice. went ob with an nice. iron. That's awesome. Total Love hook. That. That total hook. There, I could do that. Um, but he could be like a David Duvall that just, just freaking, just loses it one day and will never get it back.
1: He never got it back.
0: Right. Just he never got it back. And and I think deshambo could be like that too. But I think a lot of these young kids, as I've said before, they're swinging out of their shoes. One week they're on, one week they're off, and I think that's why we're going to have a lot of random winners. We're going to have a lot of random success, and uh, I don't think we're going to get like the guys that have like these like amazing, you know, runs and and stay number one in the world for really long times. So I don't think it's, I just don't think it's going to happen anymore. So you don't think
1: there's just going to be some phenom
0: that comes no. out that just dominates? I don't think so. I think they're all too good. It's all too competitive now.
1: Well, I mean, let's just okay. Let's just have this theoretical argument because there's not a phenom that's just like sticking out my mind right now. There's not a guy. There's not a. Not everybody's on Cameron
0: not, Champ's nuts, but
1: he just—he I don't think he, he just
0: bombs it. But I mean. He's off one week and he's blasting it into the rough every day or freaking getting penalty strokes because he's in the lakes. I mean. So you're saying like there's a lot of Michael Jordans? I think there's a lot of Dustin Johnsons. I think there's a lot of. Uh, I'm trying to
1: like compare this to like another sport.
0: So. No. So, so my, no, Michael Jordan's an anomaly. Tiger Woods is like an anomaly. What I'm telling you is I think there's a lot of Justin Thomas's. I think there's a lot of Dustin Johnsons. I think there's a lot of Jordan Spieths. I think that – name the – take your top ten golfers in the world. I think there's a lot of Rory McIlroy's. I think there's a lot of –
1: What if Tiger Woods came in the mix, like as a young guy, young player coming up? Do you think he would be dominant?
0: I think he will – I mean, shit, the way that he played. Um, He could could be – If he was coming up as a young guy now. It's hard not to say that he wouldn't be. Do you think he would have 14 majors? No, uh, I don't either. Nope. I think
1: he would have sub ten.
0: Po- yes, very well possible.
1: No, I've I've had this talk with other people and uh, and the guys a little bit older and they don't they they grew up around him. They are like in their mid late forties and they think he still would have been. I said, I don't. No, I don't agree. No, I'm he, in your boat. I'm actually I'm in your boat here. I think.
0: He would still be player of the year. Seven, eight majors. Correct. He would have plenty of player of the years. He would have a number of majors. He would have a number of victories, you know, on his.
1: Jack Nicholas would have less.
0: Oh, all day Jack Nicholas would have less. That's, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's tough saying that. I mean, he's a great player, but he just, he didn't have this competition. No, not at all. They didn't have it. No. But it's like any sport. So, I mean, we've talked about this before, you know, not on the record but um you you look at any sport now i mean if you wanted to come up in baseball or you wanted to come up in basketball or you wanted to come up in fucking bowling even the competition for that people know there it's and i don't know if it's malcolm gladwell you know tipping point types you know things where you know they know that if you put an x x number of hours you will be better but they know now i mean we we're both raising kids right i mean like Kids only basically play like one sport now because they know they have to like specialize essentially in it if they want to become the best well i think, i don't i don't i don't love but it, it but I think
1: there's a question of access to the sport too so like before it's people it's easy to play baseball and basketball it's becoming easier to get access to golf not easy so if if that if golf opens up to where like you can get All shapes, you know, all shape and form of athlete coming in. I think it could become the biggest sport in the world.
0: I really do. Would you do you see what Obama and Tiger doing in Chicago? With the uh is it like with the outreach? They're no, they're taking like a golf course there and they're redoing the whole thing and they're making it free to play for kids.
1: That's what Ozzy
0: Smith did in St. Louis for PGA outreach. So You know, I mean, this this is stuff that you and I talked about again off the record too. I'm like, I, you you figure out a way to grow the game for kids, and make it so that they can it's easier for them to play. And yes, it becomes even more competitive, all day.
1: Oh, oh, then it's then it's because then you're, you you think how hard golf is, like how individualized and put four rounds together. What you're saying, like the field is so so tight, it'll get insane. Like it'll be so hard. Like what you win on one tournament, I think the purse. The purses will go up so high. Oh, crazy. Because if you can win out there, it's just going to be, un, you know, yeah. incredible. Oh, it, it's... If, if it ever got to the point to where you get a flood of athletes in, and it sounds like, you know, Obama yeah. and Tiger getting around, getting behind. Dude, you put, two, like,
0: you put two guys like that or two, essentially what I call, one of the most iconic and powerful people in the world as it relates to things. Like, shit can happen. Shit can happen. It's I, I, it's it's cool to think about. Um, I, I think that uh, I think it could be great for the game. Um, not great for my game because I, I clearly will never be that good. But hey, whatever.
1: <laughs> people are attracted to golf. I don't know what it is. It. In, uh, it's, I don't know what it is why like when people start playing they get hooked. Like I was uh, talking to one of. Um, one of the kids I coached dad tonight and you know, he was a really, he's a sophomore in high school Mm -hmm. and he's a really, he was a really good soccer player, like really good. You know, he could have taken probably the next level if he kept doing it, but he also played golf. He dropped soccer like that because he was like in the fall time when he was playing soccer, it was the off season for golf here in Indiana. he, Felt like he was missing out, not just just because it wasn't in season when he was playing soccer. He thought he was missing out on the uh, tournaments and uh, the extracurricular golf outside of the golf yeah, season, like
0: practice type golf, yeah, fun golf.
1: That's and so he said, "I'm committing, yeah, 100." I mean, that's one thing I see like with the the kids now is that. They get hooked younger into the sport. I see other kids that like baseball and soccer and football, and they they like it enough. But like the actual like hooked into it, like mm-hmm. really getting focused, it's the most I have seen.
0: I, I think it's only going to continue to grow. There, there's obviously some limitations to the game that, we're with money, and yeah, we are, and some things like that. I think there's a lot of other factors, but um, I hope that's the case. I hope it. I hope they uh, continue to grow it. I think it'll be be great so that shoot that was kind of a little sidebar um that i don't know where we were necessarily going with this podcast this week we're just kind of like happy new year listen to us again
1: happy new year um
0: hey by the way thanks thanks i'm gonna go i am gonna kind of thanks to the listeners Uh, we're up to i think um uh more than uh i think we had about we've got 30 people that listen to this consistently on a week weekly basis now i don't know who those 30 are Um, but uh, we appreciate it and you know I I was listening to a podcast what a couple weeks ago and even when the No Laying Up guys started and they were like they had like 50 some subscribers or whatever and this might have been a year into it or I don't know what it was and they were wondering what the hell they were doing and for us to have 30 people within you know a quarter listening to us and actually listening to multiple episodes thanks guys (laughs) Hey. We want to have as many people as on we can. We hope we can be a little bit entertaining, but casual like we are. And um, we've probably brought half.
1: We'll, we've probably had a third of those as actual guests. <laughs> whatever.
0: I, I really I don't know, care. No, I don't either. I, I appreciate it. I too. mean, uh, I know. I, I. I just. I mean, shoot. Our last. We're our last guest, fun. Drew. We're having fun. dude. Drew's this. like, when can I be on the show again? It's awesome. I mean, I'd love to have people that can come back. I know Michael wants to be on the show again, and I'm sure uh, we can get plenty of people back on multiple times
1: we're having fun doing
0: it too well that's the goal here i mean we got sure we may have aspirations to turn in, this into something else but at the end of the day this is like our bowling night um you know where we hang out we talk freaking golf a little bit and here here's the thing i'm good if
1: we have that many listers for a long time i don't care right it doesn't matter we're we're talking shit yeah we're hanging out doing and, our thing and if there's uh a- we should we should no, we're going to figure
0: out like can we do like a live episode where people <laughs> could like uh we could have callers where they call I in I love that. That'd be so I awesome. freaking love like, that. Like take their questions. I <laughs> love it. I I'm
1: sitting here looking to my left here um at your screen and looking at the God. Sony open. Look at that palm trees, man. So That's amazing. Yeah, I mean just segue a little bit. I was down in Florida for a couple weeks. Um Playing golf and just hanging out. I was in Estero, um, which is close to Fort Myers Naples. and Naples. I got lucky. the The weather was eighty and sunny. I think every day. I don't think we got any rain. Got to play golf at the uh, the golf club I, I belong to down there's Wildcat Run um, Country Club. Um, and it, it was it was it was a good time. The, the floor. I, I'm a little rusty going in. I didn't have the greatest rounds, but you know, like like Mark said, it's, I was able to play golf and nowhere. We Jealous. There, so. Jealous. Got to uh, play to play some rounds with some of the members, and we played it. Uh, the The most fun thing we did was called the the Bloody Mary Open. They've done there for years, so it's the it's the first day of the new year, and this year the format was two man scrambles. Mm-hmm. There were sixty-two
0: teams. Do they do a different format every year.
1: I think so. I think they do like uh shake it up a little bit. They do like a best ball, mm-hmm. and then it's always a team of two though.
0: Okay, and
1: we um, so my partner was uh, Kevin Henry. Um, he is uh, the brother of uh, the PJ Tour player JJ Henry, and Kevin, in his own right, is an incredible player. A lot better golfer than me. Um, <laughs> And you know we we play what did we sh- we played a two man scramble. I think we shot like a sixty three or sixty four. That's gross, bad, man. For two man, and that's so we, really good. I think overall we won gross net. We were third out of sixty two teams. So it was, right. it was good showing. Kevin, sure. shout out. You know, should uh, I'll send you this this podcast so you can uh, spread it around. But awesome guy. He, you know, I, I could tell you he was, you know, he not only was a great golfer, but he was so, he was just funny, full of shit, just talking shit to everybody. He's he a good dude to play golf with. Um, and, uh, had some, had some stories that were pretty funny. <laughs> he told me the stories they told me weren't necessarily about golf either. He, he told me <laughs> this neighborhood, so like the golf club, um, is, is uh member owned yeah and like so in the in the community there's 350 houses and yeah, the the main people that are in the golf club like 98 percent all live in the neighborhood okay because that's how they want it yeah but he was just he's telling me some stories like I guess you get old and retired and Kevin is 40 he's our age okay and the average age of the golf club's like above 65 so, <laughs> so he's bringing down the average so he's bringing down the average but these but the average age guys above sixty five love to have fun still, and uh, actually they actually love to have more fun than us um so they you know they knocked back quite a few and <laughs> I'll, I'll go and tell one story he told me so he 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 said he was he got done with a round one evening and he uh went he was picking up a son or he was driving back to his house and he was so if, imagine this neighborhood is like it's like a there's a road that runs around the whole golf course. So it's like a circle. Mm-hmm. So he's going on this outside part and he's driving at in the middle, like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. It's pitch black outside. He's driving. <laughs> he says to his son, he's like, What's what's that in the middle of the road? Um, and he's like, Is is that a person? <laughs> so I mean, he's like he's like, sees it with his lights, he pulls up at he gets out of his car. It was a guy, <laughs> laying in the middle of the road, in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood, laying in the middle of the road, and he he goes up the guy and like knocks on him. He's like, "Hey, uh, are are you okay?" And like he's mumbling. Uh, he thought he was like really messed up or possibly dead, but walked up to him. Guy's like, who knows? Totally effed up on just drunk or something, but he was walking home at night. So he, he, he's kind of incoherent. He finally gets the guy roused up. He said, hey, so where do you live? Still, the guy wouldn't tell him where he lived. So he told him his name, and then Kevin's in real estate. He was able to figure out, like, where he lived. So he got him up, finally, and got him in the car and was starting to take him back to his house, and he was going to walk into the front door, and that's when the guy snapped awake because... He goes, Nope, you're not running me in the house. You're not running me in the front door. And he's like, oh, I want to make sure you get to the front door, okay? He goes, Nope, you're not sitting here. I'm good. I'm okay. He, he, didn't, want his, he, he didn't want his wife to come to the door and Kevin to tell him the story about, about how, he found- how he met him in the
0: middle of the road.
1: Oh my God. So that guy was laying in the middle of the road,
0: like literally in the middle of the so road. So has he crossed paths with him since? No. He said
1: that. Never? That's exactly what I just asked. No, didn't cross paths with him since. He wasn't really big in the club. Yeah. After that, or anything, and then just wow. kind of faded away. Laying in the middle of the road at dead at night, when cars going 34 miles. Sure. Out. Crazy shit, dude. Wow. You're talking. But here's the thing, like Kevin. Kevin is a young younger guy for the club. He's probably one of the youngest guy at this club. Most people that are driving on
0: their road at night. Oh older. They aren't even really seeing.
1: Not saying their <laughs> eyesight is terrible, but it probably is so he had a fifty-fifty chance to get it run over. Right? That's crazy. But I say, like Kevin, he was just it, that's the type of stories he was telling. That's fine. It wasn't just about golf, but he told a couple about his uh about JJ. About JJ and you know, the Ryder Cup and just uh his you know his 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 prowess on tour and just how he's always consensually stayed at it. He he, he said um, he says JJ is he one of his well I was starting to talk to him about the uh, Phoenix Open, the waste management. He says he hates that. Mm. He says He says that that uh, tournament it gets it gets annoying.
0: Yeah. Because people are just rowdy.
1: Yeah, he says they're rowdy. He says like, he's like every hole, like the guys are like Fans, people are betting on you, and those, yeah, they're betting like on every single hole. So like, they're yelling stuff and they're wanting you to miss because they're betting at you. Right on, not like
0: just, not we, just. We have to go to this tournament one year. We oh, really, yeah, we have to. One hundred percent, we have to.
1: But that's awesome. But down, there, you know, we 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 were able to play in the. Um, uh, that tournament, at the bloody mary open on the on the new year's day and we finished well and then i got to play in another round and with him did you and win some any uh, uh pro shop credit we did because for the bloody mary open you just have to beat the pro for that day oh in the two pros
0: a two pro scramble
1: a two pro scramble and in
0: i think they were only like two under the yeah hell? so yeah. they're not really that professional no
1: but i was able to play with the pro um the following uh monday and he shot a 33 on the front, but then okay. he shot like a 42 on the back. That sounds like me. Um, <laughs> and ironically, his name was JJ too. But he was, he was a decent golfer. But I was that's like, cool. that was got some pro credit. It paid for the it paid for the entry and plus some. Oh, okay, that's worth the shop credit. There you go. Fun get, time. The weather, weather was great. Good time. Floor golf kicked my ass though because
0: I'm not used to it. Yeah the bermuda bermuda so.
1: you like you like chipping
0: from bermuda rough no not a fan <laughs> I, love, I love the ball sitting down in some freaking gnarly freaking bermuda no shitty man more flubby fucking chip i almost feel like you got to play almost like a bunker shot half the time where you just open it up and just splash it out of there or something i don't even know but bunkers were great were they good? Why
1: is Florida bunkers just? I guess the sand's more accessible or something because they're
0: bunkers. They must just awesome. like yeah, like haul it in right off the beach and throw it in there versus the shit that turns into dirt after two three seasons here. But Saw a lot of alligators. That's good. That's good. Chubs. Chubs. <laughs> so so my excitement for uh, winter golf so far has been watching some you know obviously some tournament golf. Uh, I've got a um, and. See, what we do on our podcast is we give like free shout-outs to brands for no reason. Like There's a lot of of, uh, podcasts that are out there that they would not even mention a brand because they aren't necessarily getting paid for it or getting anything free for it, but I don't really care. I like talking about the shit that I like and stuff that I've invested in, and I'm going to give kudos. So, Birdie Ball. I got myself a putting green from Birdie Ball. So, uh, golfers may be familiar with birdie ball in that they make a it's almost like a little cylinder like um, plastic cylinder that you can hit in your backyard um, that so it's basically kind of like a short range kind of practice ball um, but it, it's actually shaped like a cylinder you hit it whatever it doesn't do damage to your club and it flies kind of like a ball even though it's this kind of plastic c- uh, cylinder well I was doing a little homework. I was like, well, what's the best deal indoor putting green? So I got myself a 15-foot by 4 feet wide putting green. It's got three uh, holes cut into it. And, uh, yeah, I'm practicing my putting in the winter. As I mentioned, what, two, three episodes ago. Um, What's the number one thing you can, I think, work on in winter? I think it's putting. And so I invested in that. Um, And, uh, yeah, shout out to those guys. That's I'm I'm doing that. We'll see I'd, if it works next season. We'll see if it works. Um, I signed up for uh, you know demoing Callaway shit. Uh, we'll see if they'll pick me to to test some of their putters. Um, that'd be kind of fun. I'd like to get some of their uh, their new Odyssey shit down here. Give them a full evaluation on the on the birdie ball um, putting green. But I haven't had I had a chance to get down to Florida, and this is about as much as uh, I can do. I, I you know, in the off season here, um, I, I, get, I get jacked up on playoff NFL football. We've got a, a phenomenal team here in Indianapolis this year that has surprised, I think, everybody in the NFL. It surprised me too. Um, they're playing some great football, great team. Um, had an opportunity to meet uh, some of the staff and personnel there. I think just from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, what they are doing to position the team and create an environment where people want to play and be great teammates and stuff. It's, it's pretty special. And on top of that, um, and along those same lines our our professional basketball team here in Indianapolis. The Pacers talk about They're similar deal, similar, same attitude. They're not selfish. They're playing as teammates. They are, um, it's, victor oladipo is such a great leader it's just been phenomenal to watch and and exciting um, to watch uh, both of these professional you know sports squads just kind of kick butt this season so that's what i get kind of jacked up about my blackhawks who are i'm a hockey guy too but they suck ass this year so and that stuff goes like late into the season so i'll probably be watching uh some basketball kind of uh as we roll into golf but our actual golf season, but I can't wait for that to come around. But you and I have some other things to look forward to.
1: Playing Isleworth in a week and a half.
0: You're playing Isleworth in a week and a half, um in uh Orlando. In Orlando. And then in uh beginning of April, we're gonna be headed down to the Dominican Republic, John and I. We will share our experience there. Uh, we're gonna play a couple rounds of golf down there. And um I'm headed to the Masters, too, so I'm, I'm going to go catch a uh, couple practice rounds. Um, I think we're going to catch Thursday's round at the Masters as well. So we've got things to look forward to from a golf perspective, but that's about – other than practicing my putting, it, I think the temperature was like, what, maybe 20 freaking today here in Indiana. Oh, it's like, so terrible. Sucked. There's like so snow flurries. We're supposed to get three to six inches this weekend. I'm, it's depressing. So it is. We're watching you know Hawaiian golf on TV and uh watching it snow outside but we're What's putting inside doing there who's he talking to there i don't know i don't know who that is um at any rate um so yeah we uh with that there's probably one other thing that we will just touch on briefly before we uh wrap this episode up but uh last week with uh the new tournament that new some new equipment came out so uh, TailorMade and Callaway finally released their new drivers. I've had a chance to look at some at least some pictures of them. I have yet to see one in person. Um I'm a Tailormade. I currently hit an N1. So I'm it, that that was more appealing to me. Uh the statistics on the Callaway, I, they're both promoting ball speed, but I, I don't know if anything really of it matters. And I've watched some videos with some guys reviewing them and I'm not sure it's huge, but is there one that looked more looks more appealing to you, John? Are you we're, currently you're a callaway guy right now, so yeah,
1: oh wait, I've seen the I saw the pro had that flash,
0: oh did he, yeah, he had it, and it's not out yet, so but
1: I mean it it just didn't look much different to me. The face he said's a little hotter, and he actually offered for me to hit it, but we're in the middle of the round and I want to hit it the driver then, but yeah. i I mean. I look forward to try. Hopefully, you get that. I'd like to hit it. Yeah, hit it in the simulator. We can see what it does. I'd mm-hmm. like to compare it to the Epic, that I the the original Epic that I had, yeah. two years old. Let's see if there's any difference.
0: I, I I'm not sure if there is. the The only reviews I've seen is that the sound might be a little bit different. Um, I know with the uh, the TaylorMade, they had to, they actually had to slow down the face, which is kind of interesting. So it's got these. Uh, there's two screws in the face. They actually had to put foam in behind the face to actually slow it down to make it conforming, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to hit these clubs as well. Um, you know, on the surface, I actually like the look of this M5 better than my M1, but I, I and want, a little bit better than the M3.
1: Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I, I'm i anxious to see what they send you on the clubs and what, what that'd be kind of That'd be cool. Do they give me an indication when they're going to send it to you?
0: Um, they have to pick me. So I don't know. I signed up to be a, a club demo guy, and I'm not allowed to give my reviews without their consent on our podcast. So it'll be interesting to get signed up for that and then potentially review them and then be able to give my opinion on the podcast. So we'll see what happens. But, um, well, but okay. I'm not an official uh, club demo you know, reviewer yet, so I, I'm going to talk about it now. Because most stuff doesn't appeal to me. What What really appeals to me is the uh, I do like uh, Odyssey putters. So if they send me some, I like Odyssey the Apex putters.
1: irons. I mean, they hit really far. They're nice clubs. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, you know, one other thing before we drop off here, I was next time I, and as we get closer to, to March Madness, I want to do this. Uh, this uh, and I didn't really talk to you about this even off air. But there was this thing, uh, this radio host would do in St. Louis. It was called the 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 Sweet Sixteen, and they would they would take any topic, mm-hmm. and they would do like a like a playoff, like each round. So they would have like a bracket, okay, of like it could be for movies, like which one, sure, and, and then it would get to a final four, yep. and then a final. Yeah, I think we need to do that coming up in the next. Few episodes I, I, doesn't matter when we should do a sweet sixteen on player versus player. Oh yeah, and then we get to a final. Okay, it could be our because we, we we've done our by self, so we've already put that out there. Yeah,
0: I when think the sweet like sixteen players of all time kind of thing.
1: We could do players all time. We could do a we could do a players of all time sweet mm-hmm. sixteen and get to a final, and then we could do current. Mm-hmm. We could do tournament. Yeah, so I think we could
0: and we could we could do it pretty quick. Oh, okay. I like that idea. We can we can move that in. All right. Well, we are um, going to roll into uh, our booze of the week. All right. So uh, with the booze of the week, we um, because it's the new year, we wanted to celebrate a little bit. So uh, this is kind of a rare find. Um, and for those of you that are whiskey drinkers, you probably had it somewhere or whatever. Um, no, it's not Pappy Van Winkle, but it is Blanton's. Uh, so it's a it's a cool bourbon. Whiskey Blanton's, um, uh, and I've been, I don't know, when was the first time you, you drank Blanton's? Can you remember?
1: It may have been here. I'm, I'm not, I, I, I don't know if I, I, I was really trying to remember before I had it yeah. here, and I don't, I really think I hadn't. I think it was the first time I had it was here. You tried
0: it here? Um, At your basement. <laughs> In my basement, I I remember having it one time at a restaurant um, because they, you know, we were maybe at a steak restaurant and somebody was like, hey, have you tried Blanton's? I'm like, no. And so they're like, oh, you got to have that. So we get we we all like ordered Blanton's on the rocks. And I tell you, it's
1: it's my favorite sipping whiskey. There is
0: from a just on the rocks. uh, Really easy to drink. um, Lots of different flavors going on here. You know, you get the vanillas and you get the smooth spice. And you but it is it goes down real smooth. I don't know. Um,
1: You're right. It's got that sweet.
0: I think it's a little bit sweeter. It's not as sweet as like let's say like a Jack Daniels or something like that. That where I almost feel like they try too hard to like make it sweet. It still has a nice little burn to it, and um, so so it's got a good like alcohol content. uh, Where's it made? Where's Blends made? Kentucky somewhere. It's a bourbon. It's a bourbon I got to get the bottle. All right, damn it. You, Hold on. Uh, just Keep he's going to walk
1: away. I I know that we're not the um whiskey or excuse me, bourbon connoisseurs, but I think we have a decent palate where we can say, "Hey, what's what's good or not? What's smooth?" And I think there's a general consensus on how good this is. This is my favorite whiskey I've had um in Frankfort, Kentucky. Frankfort, Kentucky. There you go. That is by, that's that's close to uh, Lexington. Yep. What's well, the capital
0: of Kentucky, right? Frankfort? Well. Um, I'm trying to get back did to we, my, like, 7th grade, did, you know, remember all the capitals, or 8th grade, remember all the capitals. Of-
1: and, and, one of the, and did we talk about the Woodford Distillery? I mean, I was just there, uh, what, 3 4 weeks ago I brought back a few bottles that we're going to
0: we to yeah we're going to get into some more. Well we we've, we've done one Woodford. We did a um, you know we did the Chatham Hills barrel Woodford. We had some old fashions with it when we were we at uh,
1: We haven't alluded to this though, at all. Sexy
0: inside in here.
1: So I think one of the reasons why we have you and I are not like huge whiskey drinkers. We're probably more beer guys. But we're literally
0: Two hours drive to Bourbon Row, like you—that's a whole nother episode and show. It really is. It really is.
1: I mean, so I don't want to go into a lot of detail on that, but that's something we just like. Look, we have access well, to we, like the best bourbon in the world.
0: We need, and i know Michael. I know Michael's in on this, and I'm sure we could get. I bet you we could get two foursomes. I think we could make a trip, Valhalla, to Valhalla. And then even down in Tennessee and go hit Sweetens, and 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 play some golf, and then make our way back and, and do some Bourbon Trail and some Tennessee whiskey stuff and whatever. I mean, I think we could. It would be a freaking badass.
1: I think we could probably want to make those two separate trips. Do the Tennessee a separate trip and do the the Kentucky. We, yeah. Do Bourbon. Do the Bourbon Trail in Louisville. Yeah. Play Bahala because yeah. we're not going yeah, to be pretty. filling too much. We're not going to want to go
0: hit Tennessee then. But, well, we got to do Sweetens at some point. I'm in. Um, I think it's separate though because you go is. Lynchburg. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee. But I th- and I I know I know somebody who could get us on the honors uh, course down there as well. So down in Tennessee. So I think that'd be kind of cool as well. If we could play the honors. This is Sweden's, what we do.
1: This is what we do in, in, in winter. Poc- we talk about. We talk about
0: what we love to do. Um, so, by the way, uh, so um, go Colts. Uh, I, I went down to Houston and uh, was able to watch a victory there. I'm, uh, I'm on my way to uh, Kansas City. Excited to, to see if we can uh, surprise another NFL team. So, I'll take that bet. I'll take the spread all day. I think uh, I think the Colts. Go Colts. Uh, go Colts. Hey everybody, those of you that can't play golf go out there hit more greens, you'll score better, but we will uh, we'll be back. We're we're back in action. Passed See you. Thanks.